Hi, this is Nara Bonafidi with Good Faith Ministries. Welcome to my podcast, I Was Made for This, where we will be talking about identity, things like finding your real purpose and how God has an awesome plan for your life. Discovering who you really are, what you were made for, and becoming who God has created you to be is true freedom. So I invite you to join me as we explore and talk about God's goodness, His unique plan for each of us, and how we can experience victory in our lives. Hello, thank you for joining me today. This is the Christmas holiday season, so this podcast today will fit within a time frame that takes into consideration this busy season we all seem to be in. Well, I'm a teacher, so I like to expound, to get to the root of things, to enlighten, to encourage. But I'm going to do all of that within a 15-minute time frame. I hope. So fasten your seatbelts, and here we go. Well, I'm still on the topic of boundaries, but I want to incorporate some identity keys to go along with some time-sensitive issues um, during this season, during Christmas. Um, I'll be covering three things that I feel are important for us during Christmas. Names, labels, and what we put on. First, let's talk about names. What's in a name? Well, the reason for the season, Jesus. The name of Jesus. In Matthew 1, verse 23, it says this, The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Emmanuel, God with us. Folks, during Christmas, remember, Emmanuel, God is with us. You're not alone. You are not alone. You know what? I just need for some of you to say that. I am not alone. I just feel led to have some of you say that. You know, because Christmas time can be a time of loneliness for some people. And this is where you'll just have to do some spiritual and mental exercises. And it'll require you focusing on something other than that feeling of loneliness. You know, I talked to a woman recently who is spending the second Christmas without her husband. He went to heaven unexpectedly, and she said something that I thought was profound. She said, the moment I thought about being without him this Christmas is the moment I said no to loneliness. And I started planning my own healthy celebration of what Christmas is all about. She chose not to fear being alone. And she made plans to be where she wanted to be in order to stay in peace. Victory in life requires choices. She made a choice. In Philippians chapter 2, verse 9, it says this, Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name. His name, the name of Jesus, is higher than anything we face. Anything. You know, there are so many places in the Word of God that talks about the name of Jesus. 
I just don't have time right now to go into all of that, but at some point, I will. I'm just going to do a podcast just on His name. And we have the authority. We have the authority to use His name. That's one of our rights and our privileges as a believer, as an adopted son or daughter. Another thing I want to talk about regarding names is your name. What you're called and what others call you. I want to repeat that. What you are called and what others call you. In in the book of John, chapter 10, verse 3, it says this, The sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. Isaiah 49, verse 1 says, Oh, I love this one. I love this one. Before I was born, the Lord called me. From my mother's womb, he has spoken my name. I'm telling you, we could camp right there. That is glorious. He has spoken my name. He knows my name. He knows your name. You know, I was named after my grandmother on my father's side and my mother, my my first and my middle name. And so my nickname actually came from my initials, which is N-A-T, Nat. So to this day, some family and some close friends still call me by my nickname. And I don't mind that at all. Actually, I, I find it quite endearing. My nieces and my nephews call me Aunt Nat. So my names, both my first name and my nickname, are actually pleasant for me to hear. I, I like to hear my name. And, and Dale Carnegie, I, I was reading something that he said about names um, a little while ago, and he said, a person's name is to that person the sweetest and most important sound in any language. The sound of someone using your name typically cuts through all other noise that might be going on around you. Since birth, you have been conditioned to respond to the sound of your name. Think about that for a minute. God knows your name. Is he calling your name? Can you hear him calling you? You know, it's in your spiritual DNA to be able to hear God calling your name, speaking to you. Now, you may not hear an audible voice. Most people don't, but you can hear him in your spirit. I just want to challenge you to listen for God's still, small voice speaking to you, especially in this season that we're in in the world, and in this season that we're in right now, this Christmas season. You know, you may hear him, he may speak to you while you're reading a devotional, or a Christmas story to your children, or a Christmas movie. Or you could just be driving down the road just thinking about his goodness. And revelation will come, and you'll hear him. Whatever and wherever, God knows your name, and he desires, he desires a close relationship with you. You know, maybe you were named after someone that you don't necessarily care for. I know of someone like that. She was named after a family member, and she actually later modified her name, I think a nickname or shortened it, I'm not really sure, but she didn't want to have the memory of that particular person 
because that person caused some trauma in her life and she didn't want to have that memory. You know, whatever the case may be, what God calls you, what he calls you is the most important and that is what your focus should be. And this is what he calls you. You ready for some good news? 1 John 3, verse 1. See what great love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. He calls us our, his child. In Zephaniah three seventeen, The Lord your God is with you, the mighty warrior who saves. He will take great delight in you. In his love, he will no longer rebuke you, but will rejoice over you with singing. Oh my goodness. Let's just stay there for a minute. It says he will rejoice over you with singing. It says he will take great delight in you. Just imagine that for a minute. God, the creator, our father, awesome. He delights in you. You are his delight. Hey, if somebody calls you something or you feel like somebody's putting a label on you, say, I'm God's delight. That's what I'm going to say. Labels. All right. So names are like labels. What, I have a question for you. What label are you wearing? Are, are you wearing a label? I'll tell you a little story. When, when I was a teenager, there was a bridge where a lot of us would go and do whatever teenagers do on a bridge. I don't know why teenagers have fascination with bridges, but one of those activities was spray painting graffiti underneath that bridge. Well, one day I noticed that my name was spray painted along with some other names, other teenagers also. It wasn't horrible, but it wasn't complimentary either. And as a teenager, that bothered me. And really, for years afterwards, every time I would hear that particular word or phrase, I would cringe. I had to remove that image in my mind. I had to purposefully forget and reject that label. Now, there were other names on there, and I think probably everyone in my class had something spray-painted on that bridge about them. But for some reason, that left a mark on me to the point that I had to go to the Word of God and I had to get it washed out of my system. And I, I finally replaced that label with what He called me. And so no matter what words were spoken over you or spray-painted about you, you have the power to reject it. Don't allow it to become part of your identity. That simple act of graffiti was designed to keep me in that realm, to keep that label on me in order to affect my destiny, not by a purpose, not by a person uh, in particular, but you know how the enemy works. And it doesn't take a big thing to affect your future. It can be as small as graffiti under a bridge. I, I want to speak a word of encouragement to you for the holidays. And it's this, refuse to let past labels continue to affect your peace, your destiny, your future, and even your purpose. 
Okay, let's say you're going to be with family or friends for, for the Christmas holidays. And in the past, they knew you as such and such. In other words, you have a label. Maybe you're the weird one <laughs> or the one who left the family traditions or the family business. And maybe you moved off somewhere to pursue, pursue your dream. Maybe you're the one who found success and some might be resentful or, or call you stuffy. Maybe you're labeled a dreamer, a religious fanatic, self-righteous, difficult, drama queen. I mean, stupid, inadequate, misguided. The list of labels could go on and on and on. The point is, whatever it is, if it doesn't line up with the Word of God, reject it. Otherwise, it'll become a stronghold in your life. Ask me how I know. If there are things that need to be worked out in you, then you and God can work that out. You know, you may need some improvement or correction. Who doesn't? I do. Everyone does. But wearing labels that are contrary to what God says about you is a sign of disrespecting yourself if you allow that to happen and disrespecting the Word of God and what it says about you. I, I felt that I, I needed to give you a little word of caution here. Just, just, a little, just a little word of caution. I'll be talking about this uh, later, I know, in a podcast specifically about labels. I'm going to do a whole series on labels. But I just want you to be aware that some people, they may even be well-intended or, or not well-intended, they may use labels on you as a way of manipulation and control. I found out about that the hard way. In other words, if they're aware of a weakness in you or some characteristic or some fault you used to have in the past, they may use that to affect you and cause you to doubt yourself and doubt your freedom from that label. Again, I'll explain more about this later, but there are times in our lives where we have to stand up and say no. I won't allow you to place that label on me. I'm free from that. I've been delivered from that. I've grown. And that no longer describes who I am. You know, it, it could be someone very close to you who has placed certain labels on you. Maybe you were a difficult child or teenager. Maybe you did make some mistakes. But if you're walking with God, then there's a grace and a mercy. His mercy to cover all of that. You know, the point is, don't allow past labels to enter into your present and especially your future. And here's something, too, you might want to consider. You might want to stop calling yourself by that label also. Well, I guess I'll never change. What they said about me is true. I'll tell you a funny story real quickly. Um... I used to have an issue with being late to things. I mean, not every time, but a lot, especially growing up. And my brother, who's in heaven now, he's probably laughing at this, I don't know. He used to tell me, my gosh, Nat, you're going to be late for your own funeral. Well, that doesn't even really make sense. But the point was, he, he kind of got aggravated at me with being late. Well, eventually, I grew out of that. And when I found out that that was pride and that 
you know, making someone wait on you at the other end is being prideful. I really got convicted because I didn't want to have any pride in me. And so I sought the Lord on that and I worked at it. And I'm very rarely late for anything. And I don't procrastinate much either. So anyway, bottom line is I've been delivered. I've been set free. Okay. Um, but we don't want to reiterate. We don't want to repeat what someone else says about us, especially if we're in the process of working on something on ourselves, right? You know, you, have, you may have worn that label around your neck for so long that you believe it about yourself. If you don't respect and honor who God created you to be, others won't either. I mean, that's just the way it is. It's like wearing a, a jacket or a piece of clothing, some garment that still has an old label on it, reminding you of who you used to be, or worse, who someone else thinks you are. Take that thing off. Take it off. Replace it with something of high quality, which is what God thinks of you. Take the old label off. Throw it in the trash where it belongs. And put on the garment that fits who you are in Christ with this label. I just thought of this. I, I love it. With the label, Made in Heaven. Now, that's a good label, don't you think? Listen, it was so good to have you with me today. I feel like we've really moved quickly over this, and I'm going to cover some more of this next week, but I've barely scratched the surface of what I want to talk about regarding labels and names. But I'll be going deeper into this topic in a later podcast, I promise. And listen, I want to invite you, go to my website, narabonafidi.com, and shoot me an email. Let me know if there's something you would like for me to cover regarding identity, regarding boundaries or labels, or ask any questions you might have about identity. I'd love to connect with you. And I want to thank you. Thank you for praying for this ministry. You know, we're branching out into what God has called us to, and more and more people are being reached, and I'm excited about what God has for us. And we want you to know that we value each and every one of you who pray for us. Thank you. And God bless you. And listen, don't forget, tune in next week. I'll be talking about what we put on, which is our armor. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.